Hello and welcome to the Rock and Roll Football Podcast from Absolute Radio. I'm Matt Ford and this week I was joined by Ivo Graham. In fact, I'm still joined by him because he's agreed to come and do the podcast as well. Ivo. Hello, Matt. Hello. A pleasure broadcasting with you this weekend. Thank you very much, Matt. I was excited when I found out I was going to get the chance. And it's delivered on every one of my expectations. (laughs) Would you mind outlining what those expectations were? Uh, That we would have uh, some very lovely professional chats on air. And that we would have some slightly more fruity chats off air. Tick. Double tick. What, as has surpassed my expectations, was uh, some of the cakes and treats that you brought into the studio. And the fact that there was a football to kick around in the breaks as well. (laughs) It's not a bad way to spend a Saturday afternoon. It's a lo- if you would ever like to co-present Absolute Radio, I mean, the chances of that are obviously high... Uh, well, no, not high. Get in the queue, slim. lads. Get in the queue behind Graham. Um, but if you if you do ever make it to the hallowed studio, there's Yule Log, there's uh, Rocky Road Bites, there's Stolen, often fruit, and there is literally a football and a guitar because we are nothing if not completely literal. Here at Absolute Radio, the podcast was a was a treat. We have on it, of course, paperback striker. We have um, talk of the new Southampton manager. I don't know why I always get weird at this bit. Talk, I feel like I've got to do it really formally. Um, but thank you for coming. It's been an honour. What else do we talk? Oh yes, hippie crack. Hippie crack. <laughs> oh man, hippie crack. How could I forget that? Brace yourselves. It's time for the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. I don't remember that part of the song, but good morning, good afternoon, <laughs> and good evening and good night. It's Rock and Roll Football on Absolute Radio. I'm Matt Ford. Matt Dyson is away, but replacing him more than ably is the wonderful Ivo Graham. Good afternoon, Ivo. Hello, Matt. Thank you for having me. It's it, an honour. It's a pleasure to have you here. We are both, we should say, for um, I was going to say for people listening at home, that everyone is listening. Um, we are wearing Gareth Southgate Christmas jumpers. They're really nice. Kindly supplied by the charity, not just. And when you, if you buy one of these, the money goes to help uh, refugees. Um... But they're quite stylish. Yours is a bit baggy on you. Mine's a bit, probably a bit too snug on me. That's for you to say, Matt, I think we both look excellent regardless of body mass index. Absolutely right. Um, now, um, Matt Dyson usually does a, a round-up, a preview yes. of what's in store. It's time for Ivo Graham's rundown of I'm the, really after- excited about of the this. afternoon sport. Here we go. Ready? Hang on. Right, so... Hang on. Are we in? Yeah. Right, well, obviously, you know already that Liverpool uh, versus... uh, 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 Who, they win it 3-0 and it was an own goal. Never mind, Liverpool (laughs) are 3-0 up in the early kick-off. I've I've gone blank on who they're they're beating, but never mind, because at 3 o'clock, we start with Arsenal. The Gunners' confidence is certainly ballooning on their unbeaten run, but will they be able to exploit the hippie cracks in (laughs) Huddersfield's defence? Stay with us to find out who's going to be laughing at the end of this one. Next, it's Burnley versus Brighton. The Seagulls fly north hoping to feast on the rotting carcass of Burnley's Europa League dreams. <laughs> Cardiff versus Southampton. Uh, bo- what? Bournemouth. B- what? <laughs> don't. Uh, Bournemouth are losing at home to Liverpool. Of course they are. Um, it's all over for Eddie. Cardiff versus Southampton. We know what this one's all about. It's the reunion of Sean Morrison and Charlie Austin who both played for Swindon in 2010. <laughs> They'll be able to chat about it at a half-time. 
Uh, otherwise, we've got Manchester United versus Fulham, the fallen champions against the fluke champions. Fans will have travelled up from London together, uh, having a top afternoon in Manchester. West Ham versus Crystal Palace, East London versus South East London. Quite close as the crow flies, but actually quite tricky on public transport. <laughs> We're talking overground and jubilee, or possibly a bit of DLR. In the lower leagues, we've got a real relegation dogfight in League One between Plymouth and Bradford City, but I can tell you that in the National League, uh, that Geisley against uh, uh, against Hereford is rained off due to a waterlogged pitch. If you came here for updates of Geisley against Hereford, you're going to be sorely disappointed. In the Scottish Premier League, Kilmarnock is are we still going? Yeah, oh, yeah, you well, are. Great yeah. news. Oh, Kilmarnock are playing Celtic. Can they maintain this ludicrous form that has kept them at the top of the Scottish Premier League? We'll be bringing you updates of that as well. And Swindon are, of course, at home to Newport County, who won away at the County Ground last year, but surely that's not going to be possible again. Fordy, who have Nottingham Forest got? Nottingham Forest are at home to Preston North End. To plucky Preston North End. Ivo, that was out of this world. Thank you, Matthew. I had a lovely time doing it after, I think we can all agree, quite a sticky start. It was the way you went, what? Oh, no, hang on, hang on. Hang on a minute. Liverpool now winning 4-0, by the way. 4-0. Away at Bournemouth. It's a strong season. You mentioned Swindon Town there. Big Swindon Town fan. I am actually a big Swindon Town fan. And a fan of football in general. In fact, you turned up at the studio today muddied in a full kit. I thought that sent a message. It did indeed. What message do you think it sent? It, it said that I get up early on my Saturday morning, regardless of whatever activities I've been participating in the night before, uh, and I get down to Clapham Common and I give everything box to box. Uh, I scored a goal. I was directly responsible for conceding a goal. They even themselves out perfectly. A giant air kick that you can't really blame on a bobble. It was a real shame. Also, someone was uh, someone was gravely injured. Matt, not to make light of it, but a uh, dislocated knee. We had to... We had to pause the game for 15 minutes and six men had to carry this quite large chap uh, uh, to the road um, where the ambulance didn't turn up. So we had to uh, try and get an Uber, which also didn't turn up. So some good-natured uh, uh, norms uh, just uh, offered to give him a lift to the local hospital. Best of luck to you. Uh, didn't actually catch his name. Uh, so, just some heavy chap. Some, some some heavy chap who I met for the first time at football. We exchanged a couple of good passes, then he popped his knee out. End of days. My word. Well, welcome to rock and roll football. Well, Ivo Graham has killed a man. <laughs> now, Ivo Graham did allude to this in his marvellous introduction of today's sports to the, uh, this afternoon's Premier League action. But there's been a controversy at the Emirates around the conduct of Arsenal players and their consumption of a gas, alleged consumption of an alleged gas, apparently called hippie crack. Crack. Known as laughing gas. Yes. Um, I've never seen hippies do it, so I don't know how it's got the... I thought hippies were more sort of tie-dye and... Yes, it's Glaster. not hippies, and really it's not not that I can speak on behalf of the crack cocaine community either, but it's not really crack. I think I think if you'd be disappointed if uh, if you'd ordered crack and, uh, and some laughing gas canisters turned up. It's just a very... It's it's something you shouldn't do, especially if you're a Premier League footballer. The CCTV footage of them in a in, a, in an elite London nightclub. There's a great quote oh. from the Daily Mail article about it. A Bami Yang can be seen sucking from a balloon and laughing no. <laughs> like a child at a wedding. They do slide on their knees when they score as well. Yeah. Aaron what? Ramsey pulled a girl's hair and told her she smelled. I mean, the whole thing was uh, 
Ozil's dad told him this was the last pound he was getting and not to spend it all on pot. I mean, is, yeah. is there something quite... When Sir Galatinashra was asked, he said, he who smelled it dealt it. <laughs> this one bit, this is another line from the story. Ozil appears to offer the balloon to Mkhitaryan, who declines it and instead sucks on a lollipop. Lovely. Oh, Lacazette was full after having all the volivants, of course. So um, he didn't want any of the... Um, I mean, the lollipop could be controversial these days. Uh, Unrefined sugar. Yes, that's true. Um, I mean, it, it, what, would, what would you feel if Forest players were caught were, were doing it? As long as they were winning, well, they can do it. what they like. So Swindon had a had a hippie crack controversy. No a, way. A couple of years no ago. No way. See, it touches so many lives. That, that's exactly it. From from Arsenal to Swindon, uh, and and briefly at Forest, uh, we had a um, yeah. It was during a bad season. And 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 it was a party, a mid-season party. Whereas this one, not to not to legitimise the semi-criminal behaviour, the, the alleged, stars, the alleged <laughs> semi-criminality of the gunner goons. But they, um, but it was pre-season. It was you know they were in their holidays. But the Swindon players, Drissa Traore and Brandon Ormond Otterwell, uh, were just having a party in the middle of a relegation dogfight and were quite rightly uh, ejected from the club shortly afterwards. I mean, in a way. That makes more... They needed something to laugh about, didn't they? I suppose so, but, you know, go and watch uh, Matt Ford on tour. Don't, you know... Good point. Don't go... Or Ivo Graham is touring next or, year. Or Ivo Graham on tour. But I mean, Only Fools and Horses is on all day. That's exactly it. You only need a basic Virgin package to be able to take advantage of that. Leave any sort of substance alone mm. and just go on YouTube and type in funny... Videos, <laughs> or just funny. If you write funny, the word videos will appear after you as a, as, a, as a suggestion. Absolutely, it's a real shame. Um, we want to make it absolutely clear here at Rock and Roll Football: we do not endorse the use of hippie crack. We barely endorse the use of lollipops. Just wa- have a glass of water and watch Only Fools and Horses. You're listening to the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. <laughs> See you there. Needless. Tiddly piddly at the end, is that what you call it? Tiddly piddly, the kind of needly needly needly. I'm not used to. That's my era. Is it? Are you into that sort of thing? I'm afraid I am into that sort of thing, (laughs) as my dad would say. (laughs) (laughs) Suppose we all are. We're at Absolute Radio. This is uh, this is the sort of music I listen to. Are you into that sort of thing? He says disdainfully about the playlist. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I am. I am mostly into this sort of thing. I'm listening to a lot of Christmas music at the moment, though. Oh, really? I've got a Christmas playlist on my phone. Oh, that's nice. And it mixes carols with classics and modern ones and all the rest of it. Um, have you seen this... Um, sorry to interrupt you, Matt, yeah. but have you seen this Whamageddon thing? That yes. Talking about that, that, how long can you go? And I'm, I'm still in without hearing Last Christmas. Is there any way we can get it played? No, well, don't, you know, don't <laughs> Whamageddon me. Well, that's it. The idea again. is that you win if you can go the entire Christmas without hearing that's it. That's it, but it won't happen, you know. A, sh- a shop will be my undoing, no doubt. Well, the thing is, I've whammed myself off. I, I, um, I've got it on my own playlist. playlist. Yeah, yeah, so Can I say whammed myself off? I think you absolutely <laughs> I think in the context of a conversation about wham, it's absolutely fine. Um, a very talented man called At Game Jam HD has done... And this is a work of art. He's reworked Do They Know It's Christmas, but only using the names of footballers. When you watch the video, it's even more amazing. So go to at Game Jam HD. But just to give you a flavour, this is so good. There's only the names, surnames of footballers he uses to replace the lyrics. Lennon Reed, 
listening to see what he does with the other lyrics. Okay. When you watch it with a video, it is out of this world. The work, what's wonderful about it is, it's not just modern footballers. It's a lovely spread of eras. Colin Hendry's in there. Terry Phelan's in there. Is it definitely Colin Hendry or is it, could it be Lee Hendry? It's Colin Hendry on the video. It's oh, Colin so Hendry in his I Scotland do, kit. I do apologise. Oh, no, that's no, fine. It could have been Lee Hendry, absolutely. Um, if Lee Hendry's listening, I'm sure you were in the minds of those writing this. <laughs> I think they just needed a Hendry with a Y on the end. Fair enough. Just for the pronunciation. <laughs> Do look at the video, though, at Game Jam HD. Do you reckon he's listening? Give us a call if you're listening. Should we? Tell us how long it took. Tell us how long it took. Tell us your process. Give us an insight into this art. What names were left on the cutting room floor? <laughs> Lots of tiddly-piddly at the end of the songs today, isn't there? They've all got the little extra bit. It's almost like, I, I imagine these songs were written almost with a word count in mind, but the musical equivalent, where they've got to hit three and a half minutes. And then I'll like, oh, just let the edge play his harmonica at the end, that'll do it, go down the pub for the rest of the day. Um, now, producer Brendan had a wonderful uh, experience this week. So Gary Neville out in the street in Soho, wearing a Christmas jumper. Is that right? What happened, Brent? Yes, that is. Um, after we saw him at the awards ceremony that we were we were nominated for on Monday, we were nominated for, but say no more. <laughs> Didn't win. I can't remember who we lost to. Uh, six uh, different. Some rubbish. Six, six and other figures. Some rubbish. Um, yeah, he was walking down the street in Soho. Uh, just him and another, I guess, another mate. Uh, and he was wearing a, he was wearing a dark blue Christmas jumper with different coloured arms, like kind of jazzy arms like kind of what you're wearing at the moment Ivo mm. and um, it had like baubles on it and as he walked towards me you know when you see someone very famous and yeah. you can't put them in context yes that but Gary Neville in a Christmas jumper <laughs> <laughs> I just did I work with that bloke yeah, where, where do I recognise him my from my uncle yeah it's Gary Neville in yeah, a Christmas yeah. jumper yeah. and did he look at you did he return eye contact uh, he kind of must have seen me doing calculations in my head and then very quickly looked away. It's so cool. So let us know if you've ever seen a footballer out in the town, or in particular if you've seen him in a Christmas jumper. Text us on 8, 12, 15 or tweet us at r football 
I once saw Steve Stone out in Nottingham in a, in a leather jacket. But he just left Forest, and I said, you're Steve Stone. He went, no, I'm not, mate. I said, come on, you're Steve Stone. He went, no, 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 I'm not. I was like, no one else looks like Steve. I mean, he's so distinct looking. And you, were you able to get it out of him? No, I just think because he'd left, he probably thought I was starting on him. Oh, right. But I was only 20-odd. Have you ever seen any footballers out and about? I bumped into my favourite of a Swindon player at the Edinburgh Fringe this year. No way! And it was fantastic. Hang on, so your favourite player was at the Edinburgh it, Festival? It was at the Fringe. Well, he's Scottish, so... And he, so and who he, is and, it? Uh, a guy called Simon Ferry, box-to-box, dynamo, <laughs> erratic, but charming. Uh, and he was uh, he was a star of the League Two winning Paolo Di Canio side. Oh, my Paolo God. made him what he is, and, and he's now back in Scotland. He's playing for Peter and doing uh, more sort of punditry, so just checking out some... Uh, hot talent at the fringe and our eyes met in the Pleasance Courtyard and I knew 100% who he was and I think he sort of knew about 20% that I might be a comedian but that was all I needed uh, to go straight in and, and up to him and tell him just how much uh, some of his performances in the 2011-12 season meant to me Some, uh, some not all some, no, no, of course <laughs> For the first few games of the season we lost four out of five but, but I think that was instrumental to us then pulling it together but we had a big hug and then uh, he kissed me and it was absolutely brilliant. Wow. And did he come and see your show? He came to see my show the following day. No and he way! said And he said we'd have a drink afterwards. And I came out, texted him. He was already on the train. Oh, <laughs> man, that got simultaneously better and worse. <laughs> Text us 8, 12, 15 if you've seen any footballers out and about, especially in Christmas attire. Kicking you into shape. It's the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. There's been a deluge of revelations about footballers through the ages enjoying Christmas. Tweets coming in from all over the country, Ivo. What's it, uh, what's it saying on the Vidi printer? Barry Venison walking through Newcastle wearing cowboy, cowboy boots and a suede waistcoat. <laughs> I'm so excited to say cowboy boots. I couldn't even pronounce it. And suede waistcoat. And then another anecdote, uh, another Newcastle-related one. I saw Titus Bramble at a nightclub in Ipswich when he'd moved to Newcastle. He looked at me, I looked at him... And he nodded at me. And then one of those sort of crying with laughter emojis, which I think are overused. But uh, there we go. Two hot anecdotes straight out the oven. Well, Bramble in East, uh, in East Anglia. Lots of Brambles in East Anglia, if you've ever been walking. And, I'm uh, crying with laughter at that. <laughs> and, uh, venison, venison into cosplay, by the sounds of things. Lee from Leon C. What a great place to live with a name like that. Lee from Lee. Lovely He's loving life. Alvin Martin in the ship in in Romford wearing a paper crown from a Christmas cracker. Legend. That is so good. Keep them coming in. 8, 12, 15. You're listening to the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Goals flying in everywhere. There's been a goal in the Premier League. Ivo Graham. It's at the London Stadium, and I don't enjoy calling it that, where Crystal Palace <laughs> have taken an early lead away at West Ham through James MacArthur, a rare goal. I'm sure he won't mind me saying that from the Scot uh, to put the uh, Eagles in charge. Lower down, we've got a goal at Swansea where uh, Wayne Routledge has put uh, Swansea ahead. It's not actually at Swansea. They're away. Where are they away? I'll tell you, Brentford. <laughs> but the big one, Fordy, the big one so in exciting. League Two, where in Wiltshire, at the <laughs> county ground, the Theatre of Dreams, Swindon Town have gone 1-0 up in the first minute at home to Newport County through Harrow-educated Michael Doughty. <laughs> yes, please, get back on the M4. Newport, the game is up. 
Is he Harrow educated? Is that He's right? He's Harrow educated. I'm glad I was able to bring that up on air. <laughs> <laughs> he gave a very modest interview to The Guardian about it before getting injured. Wow, wait, because you don't get many Herovians. You don't get many Herovians, and I appreciate you using the correct term. Thank you very much. Um, yep, I, listen, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, I've, I've had my beefs with Harrow in the past. <laughs> of course I have, but listen, if there's one playing and scoring for Swindon, I'll let him off the hook. <laughs> Thank you, Michael. Another three, please. So excited. The early goal. I mean, it's like a, an omen having you here. In the Swindon first scored minute. immediately. You know what, Fordy? I wouldn't have been in. I'm a famously slow enterer of football grounds. I'd have missed it probably being there. Is that because you're in the bar? Or is that just because you're it's generally tardy? It's just general faff. I'd really? Been, yeah, I'd have, I'd have, I'd have, I'd have been meeting, I'd be meeting my friend Tom outside the stadium, and we'd have, uh, you know, got our, we got our, we wouldn't have got our ducks in the row. We wouldn't have printed out our tickets or something. We'd, oh, have, we'd have heard the roar, and we'd have been livid with ourselves. But would we have learned? No, Celtic are one 0 up at Kilmarnock. <laughs> Not at Kilmarnock, against Kilmarnock, sorry, Fordy. Oh, it's okay. Don't worry. Um, the key is the uh, is the scoreline. Because yes. um, I've missed loads of kickoffs just through being in the pub and going, oh, I've got five minutes, I'll just get another one in. And then the taxi doesn't arrive, and then you're going over Trent Bridge, and the traffic's awful, and then you miss it all. But I've, generally, I, I never forget a ticket, or I've never stood outside gossiping. Right. Yeah. Well, I, I sort of don't believe in missing. You know, when I went to the Etihad for the first time. What a stadium! Um, uh, yes, to to watch uh, uh, to watch well, to watch Man City, obviously, uh, a few weeks ago. And obviously, because it's so big, people were leaving so early to get to half time uh, to to beat the queues. And you you're watching you're watching this incredible Man City team, and you're missing ten minutes before half time, five minutes after. I just, uh, it's such an old man rant, but watch the full 90 if pos. Right? But you just said you always miss the start. I do, well, like, listen, I don't practice what I preach for. <laughs> that's one of my worst characteristics. Absolutely. Of a human. Like all proper football fans. Hypocrisy really is one of the great things that hasn't changed with the modern era. And long let that be the case. Kicking you into shape. It's the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. <laughs> Incredible action across the UK. What is in the water this weekend? Goals everywhere, including in the Premier League, Ivo Graham. Yes, I can tell you that Manchester United have gone 1-0 up against Fulham. Dare they dream of the Intertoto? Is it too early to say? <laughs> the evergreen Ashley Young has scored a goal, which, judging by the fact that it doesn't have an assist on FPL, I imagine could have been a free kick, but I haven't checked. <laughs> The detail we're getting this weekend is is wonderful. If uh, I don't know something, I'll explain why. That's that's the promise. It's that's lovely to know. Uh, we're still getting messages and keep them coming in about football as you've seen elsewhere. Matt Taylor said, not wearing a jumper, but I did see Jack Lester. Oh, amazing. Forrest and Grimsby legend. Stumbling down some stairs in the Republic nightclub in Sheffield around 2001. Stumbling is a mean verb to use there. <laughs> it implies that he was having a heavy night. It does. He I says, don't want to be caught stumbling out of a nightclub. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure he might have had a crafty cigarette on the go as well, oh, says no. Matt Taylor. Grassing him up 70, 70 years too late, you little snake. Uh, Danny says, uh, used to see James Beattie trying to get into student nights at Jumping Jacks in Southampton wearing a Von Dutch hat. Oh, this is classic. Peak noughties. You're listening to the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. <laughs> 
goals across the championship. Ivo Graham. Yes, the Premier League has been barren since our last link, uh, although I would say Ashley Cole's goal was not a free kick. It was from open play in the <laughs> championship. It's all happening. Swansea have scored a second away at Brentford Millwall, a drawing one all with Hull City. Derby County, I'm afraid, have nicked a goal away at Wigan. Ugh. Leeds, Queen's Park Rangers, scoreless. I mean, lots of games scoreless, but that one really caught my eye. Um, just in terms of how assists work, then, because if it's not, if it's not a free kick, well, I mean, so, like, I, so I made a reference to the, the. I mean, I see assists through the lens of fantasy football. I'm yes. afraid I'm one of those fantasy football bores. But is it the last my life? player on the same team to touch it? I think that's it. But so, it, like, if a goalie rolls it out to you and then you run the length of the pitch, does the keeper get the assist? I don't know the exact point at which <laughs> it becomes a solo goal and an unassisted one. Another classic fantasy football thing is if 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 you win a penalty and then that penalty is dispatched successfully, then uh, you get the assist. But if the striker wins his own penalty. Uh, and then scores it. Uh, the striker doesn't get his own assist, which it seems a bit unfair. So there's, you know, there's lots going on in the world of assists. <laughs> just nice to know, isn't it? Because I don't really play fantasy football because I just find the admin. It becomes a job. It is. It's another job. In uh, and then yeah. I know I would spend too much time doing it. And then you're not enjoying the football in a primary way. You're not enjoying it for the beauty of the game or for the tribalism of the sport. You're enjoying it for the very specific players and how they're doing and when they got subbed off. And I'm, you know, I'm glad to have it in my life to distract me from the mundanity of existence. But I do uh, know that I'm wasting my time with it. But then I suppose if it keeps you going, then it's not a waste of time. If it enhances life, then it's a positive experience. Did, but I think I could find better enhancements than fantasy football. Yes, I and mean... I'm going to keep trying. I do... Well, I suppose what I get out of football is primarily Forest. Mm. What in Forest to win. Um, but then it also is... I get so much thrill out of... I like it when my friends' teams win. Sadly, I have friends that support Leeds, so not, that's not always true. But I do get a lot of pleasure out of seeing Derby lose, Leeds lose, Man United lose, Liverpool lose. Oxford are losing today. Great news. All that sort of thing. And apologies to fans of any of those teams, but it's all reciprocal, isn't it? That's a lot it. of the time, it's just wanting to see other people get beat. Is that miserable? Is that against the spirit of Christmas? Yeah, if someone's getting beaten, that means another team's winning, and you you know you may as well pick one of them. I, I, I completely endorse it. I'm very fond of Oxford as a city, but their football team can go to hell, which is why I'm so pleased to see that the posh uh, Peterborough United have gone 1-0 up. And Swansea are at 3-0. Speaking of friends, Ellis James will be pleased to see that they've scored a third. He will indeed. Brentford. But just to reiterate, Oxford... <laughs> Can go to hell! Oxford, just the whole, the whole, inst- the whole three-sided institution. <laughs> A goal in the Premier League, Ivo Graham. Yes, it's uh, Manchester United who've gone two and up at home to Fulham. Uh, Marcus Rashford has set up a goal for one matter. So I just said I like it when United lose, and then they score. Mm. So I should go. I, I, the problem is I'm no good at reverse psychology. You know, people say bet against your team, and then you're happy. No, it's 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 too late for that now. I think uh, the ship has sailed, and Fulham are getting beat. We both say no to that. Um, I did something earlier in the week that I'd, I never thought I'd end up doing. Um, I ended up on Jeremy Vine's show on Channel Five, right. which replaced the right stuff. Right. <laughs> I was on there as a panelist. I was on there. Really to promote some live dates that I'm doing yes. <laughs> on a tour. I, I've got two left this year, 19th and 20th of December, at the Leicester Square Theatre. Oh, lovely. Uh, two Christmas specials of the uh, Political Party podcast that I do. Guests include Jess Phillips and Alistair Campbell. Great So guests. roll up for that. Campbell's Great a good football guests. man, isn't he? So I suppose there's a link to this world. 
But the problem is, you go on these shows to like promote your thing, and that's what you're there for. But then you end up having to get involved in all the discussions, and like I won't say what the specific discussions were because they were very sensitive. But you go on there to so you starts off. I got Matt Ford here, uh, comedian Matt. You're on tour uh, in December and in January. What are the dates? I was like, oh, it's uh, you know, do these things in December, January, and then literally the next conversation was something akin to. Um, you know, I mean, I'm trying to think of a, of a, of a good example without giving Can away what we're talking about. still wear makeup? Oh, no, worse than that, like murder and things like that. Oh, you know, no. should murderers have rights and things like that? And you're going, and I just thought, don't ask me, because I've just gone, yeah, I mean, I'm doing live dates, you know, I'll do impressions, I'll do a bit of Boris Johnson, and they're like, should murderers be allowed to contact the... Vi-? And then you go, well, I mean, I don't, I don't really... Th- I've never really thought... And then you're just there on live telly having to pontificate about mm. the rights of... Gruesome individuals. Mm. Who's going to watch that going? Actually, I am going to buy a ticket now. Now that I know his thoughts on murder. Yeah, n- now that he thinks that they for- should be given the chair, I'm really going to buy tickets to all his shows. <laughs> Maybe I should have really pandered. Mm. Death's too good for him, mate. Torture, that's what I'm into. Do you think that's what Jeremy wanted? He, he wanted you to take quite a right-wing stance on murder. Well, no, he was. I think he was just hosting a conversation, but okay. obviously he's used to just silkily gliding around. Uh, does that sound like Jeremy Vine? Does it a little bit, doesn't it? It's that sort of high-paced, lovely, silky voice that he's got. Um, so I, d- I just, I'm not sure if that will have done any good for yes. promotional... You're on tour next year, Ivo. People should know about yes, this. Yes, exactly. I'm on tour next year, and I believe that uh, murder should be dealt with on a case-by-case basis. <laughs> Kicking you into shape. It's the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Goals going in across the Premier League, Ivo Graham. Where have this Man United team been for the last five years? They're 3-0 up at Fulham now, and Romelu Lukaku has added to the party. But in another case of an out-of-form team getting a foothold, it's Burnley who have gone 1-0 up at home to Brighton and Hove Albion. So exciting. And we should say in the SPFL, Celtic 4-0 up against... SPFL. Top top of the table until today, uh, Kilmarnock. They've imploded. Kelly. Kelly have imploded. Oh, my word. Incredible drama. It's a great um, shame. As you'll have seen in the week, uh, Southampton have a new manager, Ralph Hassenhutl. Yes. Um, and he's promised to blow Southampton players' minds. There's a great quote from his uh, press conference. He said, if you want guarantees, buy a washing machine. Lovely stuff. Which is kind of great. But also, if you're a fan hearing that, you'd go, oh, no. Like, you can't liken... You can't liken football to... Immediately your heart sinks, doesn't it? You want ambition. You want some sort of promise. I'll do everything I can to keep us in this league. Don't say, well, I can't guarantee it. Don't look at me, mate. I'm not a washing machine. I mean, is this going to affect other parts of his um, post-match interviews and things? Yeah, I mean, he had an awful game, but luckily we've got a 28-day return policy on him, so we'll get him back to August. I mean, sadly, our right-back's on the blink, but we called someone out to look at him. I mean, he said he'll come sometime before 5am and 11pm, so... The old squad's got to stay in tomorrow waiting for this geezer to come around and never look at him. If you want guarantees, buy a washing machine. I like it, Fordy. Do you? Yes, I like it. I think there's too much romance in football and not enough household appliances. Half-time whistles blowing across the UK. So many goals in the first halves. Very exciting. Still nil-nil between Nottingham Forest and Preston North End. People are starting to talk about Forest now. It's very exciting as a Forest fan. When you're outside of the Premier League, people don't really pay notice 
Until you get like a five all draw yes, against yes. Villa. And then people start going, oh, actually. Swindon, uh, Swindon drew five all with Sheffield United in a playoff uh, semi final. Yes. Three years ago. I was there. And uh, and it was just because it's in the news. When, it, when you're on the front page of the BBC Sport website, <sighs> and uh, and then in the bar, I think there was an El Clasico on the weekend, and, uh, and there were a lot of goals going in. And uh, the, the BBC Sport Vide printer said, it's just like watching Swindon. And oh. uh, I could have died. It was just oh. lovely. Sublime. Five all is a is a hell of a result. I'm going to Derby away in a few weeks. Week on Monday, which has now become known as the El Cluffico right. in the East Midlands because he managed both teams. Sort of thing. I think I should have thought of that. That should have been me. Someone else has thought of that. It still bristles a bit. We asked you earlier about what footballers you'd seen out and about. Please keep your texts coming in to eight twelve fifteen. Someone says I met Peter Crouch in a petrol station and delivered his shopping to him two days later. It feels like we're getting the beginning and the yes, end of a story. Exactly. What's what's happened there? I mean, does this guy work for, say, Tesco, and he's delivering the stuff, and coincidentally, or did Peter Crouch leave his shopping in the petrol station, and this guy took two days to then track him down? Mm. I think if Crouchy leaves his shopping in the petrol station, that shopping's yours. And the anecdote. And the thing is, as well, if you're lucky enough to find a Premier League footballer shopping... You're talking high-end stuff. You're talking Tiffany bracelets, widescreen TVs, cream carpets, replicas, full-size replicas of trophies they've won. Like John Terry's left his shop in here. It's two European Cups and a, and a Premier League trophy in it. This is great. Which trophies has Crouchy won? That's a very good question. Sorry, not to, you know... FA Cup? He, was uh, he in the Liverpool squad in 2004? Was he in the Portsmouth side that won an FA Cup? I might have been. Or was that... Pr- oh, right, OK. If you know of any trophies that Peter Crouch has won, do please text us in. Or... Some Man of the Match ones he might have had. Yeah, exactly. Some, some match balls along with Gold the, the tournament. Um, someone said they, uh, <laughs> they saw Darren Anderton in Bournemouth in the early noughties in a particular type of late-night club. Um, and he said, later on, on, I went on a blind date with a girl that looked like Darren Anderton. It could have been Darren Anderton. <laughs> Maybe Darren just got bored and was like, I'm going to start going out on dates. Right. Just meet a few people. But also, I think if you're a big, if you, you know, if you're a big fan of a certain footballer, you, you see their face everywhere. <laughs> you know, don't you think? That girl, I'm sure to you or I wouldn't look, you know, she wouldn't have an Anderton vibe. But, uh, you know, if you're, if you're, I'm just going to pause that uh, um, uh, failing riff to tell no, you No, because that, I thought that was exciting because it suggests that this has happened to you. Here's what you might have found in Peter Crouch's shopping. You might have found his uh, FA Cup that he won with Liverpool in 2006, his Community Shield from the same <gasps> year, a uh, Champions League runners-up medal from the following year. So actually did quite well at Liverpool or his Portsmouth Player of the Season uh, award, of course, from 2002. There you Who go. Forget. Imagine finding all that. Would you keep it? Uh, no, flog it straight on eBay. <laughs> You're listening to the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Rock and Roll Football on Absolute Radio and Matt Ford and Ivo Graham. Second half's just getting underway across the UK. We'll keep you updated on all the scores in the Premier League and, of course, Swindon and Nottingham Forest games and a few uh, from around uh, the rest of the, uh, the island. Um, we've just seen a clip here of, of Michael Owen and... I think it's the best he's ever looked. He's filled out a bit. He's got a slight, maybe one-day stubble, or maybe he's had an electric shave this morning and hasn't gone too close to that very delicate skin of his. He looks amazing. He looks really, really good now, Michael Owen, because he always looked like a boy, but now he looks like a man. I tell you what, he's sexually attractive. (laughs) Do you have any secret crushes on footballers, Ivo? 
Well, I'm, they're none of them a secret. I'm very happy to talk about all of them as soon as they occur to me. Um, I've, uh, Freddie Lundberg, of course, back oh. in the day was... Uh, and if and if that's what you wanted, there were pictures. Yeah, um, that peachy behind of the current uh, generation. Um, the uh, Spurs have a reserve keeper called Paolo Gazzaniga, who is a stunning-looking man. Hummer. And uh, and uh, Jorginho Wijnaldum of Liverpool is uh, just lovely to look at. Uh, so those are a couple off the top of my head, but I'm sure I'll think of more. I always went for kind of the rugged, broad-shouldered Alan Shearer for me. Right, Particularly that's... now that he's lost his hair, like a real broad-shouldered man, big barrel chest, but kind of got a bit of weight on him, but he clearly still works out. Naturally quite a lot of muscle mass. Oh, my word. He could do whatever he wants. I'd just be... I'd be helpless in his hands. I'd melt like butter. Oh, no. He'd have one hand in the air at all times. <laughs> Kicking you into shape. It's the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Well, the ups and downs, the highs and lows that football brings painfully delivered into this studio. Ivo Graham, delighted with Swindon's first-minute goal in the first half, crestfallen. Ivo, what's happened? I don't know if you've heard of Padraig Amund, <laughs> the Irish professional footballer who plays as a striker or winger for Newport County. He's dangerous, he's my I know that. new public enemy number one because he's only gone and scored. Oh, Swindon mate. have come out for the second half and when our heads have clearly not been in the game because we've let old Patrick get one back. Well, not even get one back. Equalise. It's one all. It's everything to play for. And that's, to, that's when we're at our worst. Patrick's one of those names, when you look at it, a bit like Siobhan, you're like, it can't be pronounced the way it looks. Mm. I always think I'm going to be in Ireland and say, oh, Patrick, and they're going to go, no, it's pronounced Dave. And you go, yeah, that's oh, exactly yeah. And that's why uh, I don't go to Ireland. I just don't. I don't want a. I don't Patrick. want to bother. He, is that how it's pronounced, Patrick? No. Porrick po, is that something like that? It is Porrick, isn't it? Is it? Porrick? That's right. We're right. Producer Brendan has Irish intelligence, which in the eighties would have meant something completely different. <laughs> <laughs> would have had us taken off the air. Brendan, enlighten us, please. Uh, it's Porrick. Porrick. That's it. You see. No wonder no one has heard of Padraig. <laughs> <laughs> it's Porrick. Alas, poor Porrick. <laughs> Very nice. And uh, and also West Ham have, uh, have, have scored with the uh, more pronounceable, if I'm allowed to say that, Robert Snodgrass. <laughs> this is Rock and Roll Football on Absolute Radio. Crazy Premier League action, Ivo Graham. Yes, it's, it doesn't get crazier than West Ham going 2-1 up against Crystal Palace. Uh, and it's all thanks to the little P, Chicharito Javier Hernandez. So it's everything to play for in that. And indeed, all the games that are still going on. Keep trying, lads. There's half an hour left. And I've got news for you, Ivo Graham. Oh, no. It's now 3-1 to West Ham. It's Felipe oh, my Anderson. word. Goodness me. And there's a penalty to Fulham. Oh! I can't oh my believe word. any of these things are happening. This is incredible. And the drama of football brought to life. Are we skirting over the thing that's made you most upset in the last ten minutes and it wasn't swearing <laughs> at a child who came into the studio? <laughs> Although you did do that. I want to be absolutely clear. It wasn't at him. I swore in the presence, presence of, yes, exactly. of a child, not at a child. Someone opened the door and I went, oh, flipping neck. Yes, that's exactly it. And I realised... There's a whole group of people here. <laughs> I feel so bad about it. They've Forest. got to learn. They've got to learn. And what is happening to Forrest? 
Forest are, I mean, now I feel like swearing, losing 1-0 at home to Preston North End. Mm. Still plenty of time to turn it around, of course. Of course. Swindon are still drawing at home to Newport County and Fulham have converted that penalty through Abubakar Kamara. Oh, so much drama. Did you see the photo this week that Manchester United uh, tweeted of, uh, is it Lingard celebrating a goal? And they said, not a cell phone in sight. They tweeted oh, yeah. this picture. But there was one. Well, there, was, there, was, there were at least three, I think, when people zoomed in. The whole point being, you know, at Manchester United, people aren't on their phones. Yeah, They're just enjoying the raw action of football. I mean, I completely agree with it in, in principle that you shouldn't have your... But it's such a needlessly smug... Well, you've got a photo of 20 people straight after a goal's been scored, not being on their phone. It doesn't prove anything. And also, um, cell phone... Yep. We live in England, in Britain. What is this cell phone rubbish? <laughs> mobile, at least. You say no mobiles in sight. Yeah. Also, I mean, the point, I suppose, I agree with them on the wider point, that don't get your camera... What what amazes me about when you go to football matches and people are filming it on their cameras or taking photos, you're like, Sky are here. Mm. And they've got literally the best cameras they can currently afford. They are HD in a way that 10 years ago people could never have imagined. You're crummy little phone that video you're just going to delete that get home and just watch the highlights on TV I think some people are doing it for vlogs now is the problem no it's part of their personal brand you're kidding me it makes me see I think that's it I think you know they'll (sighs) they'll turn the camera to face themselves I'll say here I am you know ultimately we all want to pretend to be football pundits Uh, you know I'm sort of pretending to be one right now still we've got no idea what you're on about Ivo Gray but let's talk about the way that Manchester City (laughs) have defended in that first half (laughs) I tell you what's weird the point you made there people turning the camera on themselves Mm. I understand you filming a penalty and the moment it all goes mad why do you think oh I need to I'm the centre of this world of this England semi-final because sod trippier it's me they want to see. Yes, exactly. They want a bit of Kieran and a bit of Miran. Doesn't work. <laughs> Doesn't work at all. It's not all good. Uh, so there's a lot of it, isn't actually, to text in. And uh, <laughs> don't read the forms, we, man. But we had um, uh, so we watched a few of the England games together at the World oh, Cup. Oh, we did. And, uh, and and you know we would celebrate quite uh, uh, enthusiastically, yeah. and people would would take photos of the celebrations, and it was fun to look back and see, you know, how. It, the, the genuine happiness and excitement in our eyes. So I, I, I do understand that it's fun when there's a record of yourself having been there too. It's just when you're stood next to someone at the football who's filming for, you know, just just constant long things and just, uh, it's. I think it's a real shame. Still nil all at Arsenal. Thanks, Ivo. Uh, just to let you know, question time next week comes from Edinburgh, where we'll be joined on the panel by Piers Morgan and Sol Campbell. It's time for my favourite feature in international radio. Paperback Strike. Ivo Graham, I'm going to read out four or five excerpts from Please. a footballer's autobiography. You have to guess who it is. Don't say it. Just give me a nod if you think you know at what point you've got it. And the moment you get it at home or wherever you are, text us 81215 and tweet us at RR Football. So whose autobiography is this? I will put on a voice that may be the voice of the person or it may be a voice designed to put you off. Please. When I grew up, football was in people's blood. It was part of the DNA and it was certainly in mine. Well, if you get it off that. Well, I've got an idea. <laughs> okay. 
Essex has proven to be a rich breeding ground for footballers, and my era was no different. So the accent's a bit of a bit of a red herring. Could be. Could be. I was a very competitive child. Hardly surprising giving me dad's career. Well, mum was the one who encouraged me to do better. Uh, this should be in reach now, but I don't feel it is, actually. This may tip it over. For me, the best bit was playing football with my cousin Jamie. He's five years older than me, and so as a child, I was always looking up to him. The penny is starting to drop, I think is I've it? got it now. Just, just mime it to me. Oh, he's right no, now in his hand. Just, just. Oh, has he got it? Has he got it? Let's see what this final clue does. I'm not alone in our family in having the honour to have played for my country. Dad's played for England, isn't it? My cousin Jamie. He thinks he's got it. We'll find out after the break. Texas 8 12 15. Whose book is it? You're listening to the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Goals galore across the UK. Ivo Graham. We've had some action. Arsenal have finally broken the deadlock at home to Huddersfield with an overhead kick from Torreira. Marcus Rashford has put Man United 4-1 up against Fulham. The big one, of course, is Kane Woolery on his return <laughs> to the Swindon side, winning us 2-1 up at home to Newport County. Oh, man, I was so happy for you. Still eight minutes left. But I'd love something for Forrest Fordy. I'd love Cheers, to see mate. you smile. I think a lot of people around the country feeling the same. Of course, paperback striker needs a resolution. So many people text in and so many people got it right. We had a deluge. Um, Richard Imbracknell, Paula Jacobs got it right. Someone said, um, I wish I could have played more than football with his cousin Jamie. Tantalising. A nod of approval from Daisy Knight. Not so much a nod as like a kind of mm, a real a real hum of appreciation. Mm. It was of course Frank Lampard. The clues are all there. Grew up in Essex. The cousin Jamie. The father who played for England. The broad scouse accent. Every piece fell into place <laughs> to deliver absolute justice. Frank Lampard's autobiography. I've just had an idea. You know what we should do is each week we should get behind a game. Because I'm always dependent on Forrest for my mood. But right. we should pick different teams out of a hat and then we're rooting for them. It's like betting without the money. Can I say that? Yeah, I can. Cake! Cake, says Daisy. It is gambling. We're gambling for cake. <laughs> if only people gambled just for cake, what a, what a place the world would be. I'd be even fatter than I am now. <laughs> I have so much cake. Oh, man. I've never baked a cake, have you? No, I haven't. But I think that's the next step for me. Yeah. Daisy Knight looking gone out at us two. Have you baked many cakes, Daisy? Producer Daisy, the, no. the nod. The nod of experience. Mum of two, yeah, got to well, bake those cakes. I suppose so, but they're just so available in shops. <laughs> Sh- <laughs> we should be clear, cakes, not mums of two. Um, <laughs> Norwich City, who have been running away with the league, are now two all at home to Bolton. Bolton have pulled, pulled two back. And we should say, in the, in the SPFL, Celtic 5-1 at home. That's full-time now against what who were the league leaders, uh, Kilmarnock, before we kicked off. A phenomenal day of football. There's still a bit left right here on Rock and Roll Football. Kicking you into shape. It's the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Rock and Roll Football on Absolute Radio. There's already been in the Premier League two five-goal thrillers. Man United 4, Fulham 1. West Ham United 3, Palace 2. Uh, there was a four-goal thriller in the day. Liverpool 4, Bournemouth 0. Cardiff 1 at Southampton. We haven't mentioned that game all day. Uh, against Southampton. Hey, they beat, one, beat them 1-0. What else can I give you, Matt? 
Do you want uh, scores from other divisions? We've had yeah. a, an absolute humdinger in the League One relegation zone. Uh, Foot Firm, Plymouth and Bradford, a three-all. Is that still <laughs> the score? It is. A six-goaler and a six-pointer down there. That's it's six. all going on. Is it too early to start using expressions like six-pointer? Probably, but it's Christmas, isn't it? Is it too early to say it's Christmas? We're, we're locked in a too-early loop. Uh, we should say, earlier in, the ge- earlier in the game, earlier in the day, Mansfield beat Notts County 2-0, a big local derby in Nottinghamshire. Uh, and David Flitcroft, the Mansfield manager prior to the game, had said that Notts County were like Tinder because they were getting through so many managers. I think, I mean, I hope they're not. Because going for an interview there would be, would be uh, well, it'd be disturbing, wouldn't it? Oh, I went for an interview with the chairman and uh, tried to get off with me. Ask me if I had any fit mates. It's so annoying when you see a picture of lots of football managers and you don't know which one's the one that you're meant to be interviewing for the job. Which one's the Northampton manager? I met the Plymouth manager for a drink and now he wants the job full-time. He's coming on very heavy. Um, but that was, a, that was a heck of a result for Mansfield. What I will say, uh, Matt, is that David Flickcroft was manager of Swindon last season and I wish we'd swiped left. Oof. Burn! Burn for, <laughs> for Flickcroft there. I hope he's listening. The thing is, I've never been on Tinder, so I only know about it through other people. Yes. So I talk about it like I know what I'm on about. I'm exactly the same. But I've got no idea. I'm absolutely intrigued by it. I'd love it. I'd love just a. I'd love a week on it. <laughs> Here we go. Oh man, the sexual frustration of just one week. Just give no, me a week. No, that's not it. Let me off the leash about, for a week. It's not about the leash. I love you. Uh, message to the leash there. Uh, see you in about an hour. But um, it's more about just the game playing, those early messages, the frisson, writing my bio. It's all great. I think it sounds like a nightmare. Yeah, but that's it. But then I'd have a horrible week. I'd know it was a nightmare. And then I wouldn't have so many of these thoughts. (laughs) Oh, man, I had no idea it was going to take this sort of turn. Absolutely amazing. Ivo, it's been a pleasure having you in today. Thank you very much, Fordy. Sorry about Forrest. It's okay. Is it still going on at the City Ground? What is the latest? Can anyone give us what, what are absolute radio sources telling not, us? It's not full time yet. It's, it's not full time. Oh, man, because you know what? We score a lot of late goals. So there is a possibility now. Mm-hmm. There's a huge possibility that Forrest could get something back here. 94th minute. Oh, man. <sighs> Everyone feels like this, don't they? I feel like I disproportionately feature Forest because I support them. But I like to think I mention Swindon quite a lot, if I'm honest. Everyone knows what it's like to go through this sort of thing. So let's just have a look at what the full-time scores are in the Premier League. As far as we know, Arsenal 1-0 up against Huddersfield Town. As we said, Liverpool beat Bournemouth 4-0 away. Burnley 1-0 at home to Brighton and Valby. Massive win uh, for Burnley once the whistle goes there. Cardiff, as you said, beat Southampton 1-0. Manchester United 4, Fulham 1. West Ham United 3, Crystal Palace. It's two. It's going to be one of the best matches of the days for years. Mm. What you want as well, as well as goals. With two, two still to come. Off. Two still off. to come. Chelsea, Man City and Leicester against Spurs. It's been a pleasure. See you next week. You're listening to the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Wowie, what a podcast. Well, it was an honour to serve alongside Ivo Graham. Ivo, I hope you've enjoyed your time here at Rock and Roll Football. Yes, I have. Thank you, Matt. It was great stuff. <laughs> and... Um, Oh, just a great day for football as well. So many goals. 
Goals flying in all over the place. So you're probably listening to this after Match of the Day, I'm guessing, by the time this goes out. We're not ruining anything, I'd imagine. Although I watched Match of the Day 2 last weekend, not knowing any of the results, <sighs> which was, a, it was just great because we were hosting all day and I was livid when I realised we'd agreed to host on the triple derby day. Uh, but I thought, that's fine, I'll concentrate on my hosting, I'll put my phone away, and then they'll all have gone, which they did eventually, and, uh, and just tucked into a triple bill on match of the day didn't know any of it and it was great i've only just realized that when you said hosting you meant having people round. Oh, yeah. i presumed you meant like an awards do oh, or no. like a radio show no. i was getting a lot of presenting work these days i'm very lucky to have had him here <laughs> oh my god oh, i've gone full showbiz um i'm a lost cause ivo it's been a pleasure thank you very much thank you so me. much rock and roll football podcast done